Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offred all. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strzok. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football. Or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, joined alongside Rich Van Zandt. As the Miami Dolphins have the worst-case scenario, uh, and uh, a show that obviously we were hoping we did not have to do, uh, but this is a tough one. Uh, the Miami Dolphins not only lose to the Baltimore Ravens, but um, they they lose embarrassingly uh, as they get blown out and uh, change the entire scenario uh, of of what uh, the projected future uh, could be uh, for their playoffs. Um, 56-19, of course, is the score, but that doesn't even begin to tell uh, the complete picture of what went on. Uh, So uh, we'll give you the rundown, as always, and it's not pretty. Uh, 22 for 38, 237 yards, uh, two touchdowns, two interceptions. HN is your leading rusher, 14 for 107. And uh, I have to say, probably the most overlooked, uh, underappreciated, and, and uh, inconsequential 100-yard rushing day a running back could possibly have. Uh, Tyreek Hill, six uh, completions for 76 yards. Durham Smythe is your second leading receiver, 354. That also should speak volumes. And uh, sack-wise, uh, just one Zach Sealer. Uh, he had the one uh, sack on the day. Uh, from the Baltimore side, um, not pretty for the Dolphins. Lamar Jackson has uh, a field day, an MVP-type day. Uh, 18 for 21, 321 yards, five touchdowns, and uh only because he exits himself from the game uh, does he not match the six touchdowns last year by two as Tyler Huntley then comes in and throws one completion for 19 yards and, and, and the sixth touchdown on the day. Rushing-wise, Gus Edwards, 16 for 68. He has the one touchdown as well. And uh, receiving-wise, uh, Zay Flowers, three for 106 with a touch. Justin Hill, five for 64 with a touch. And Isaiah Likely and uh, Kolar, uh, also uh, combined for three more touchdowns. So, um, in a nutshell, there you have it. Uh, of course, um, the big thing that you know to keep in mind now is that the Miami Dolphins uh, have a game against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, which has now been flexed into the Sunday night. Uh, game starting at 8:20, which will basically be the season for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the easiest way to remember it is: you win, you're the number two seed. Uh, you lose, you're the number six seed. You lose, you're going to Kansas City as the number six seed. You win, you're the number two seed. You will host the wild card game, and it's going to be either Buffalo again, 
Pittsburgh or Jacksonville, which we won't know until that all kind of plays out. Um, but first and foremost, of course, you need to win. Um, so we'll see. It, it, it's going to be uh, it's, it's just going to be one of those days. And, and you know, folks, I know how you feel. Uh, Rich knows how you feel. I mean, you know, this is the kind of thing for long-time Dolphin fans. And this is why, uh, you know, Rich, you've gotten on me throughout the year. And you said you seem like you don't like this team. Uh, you know, it's not that. It's just, you know, when you've been through so much and a lot of the things that, you know, I've said have come to fruition, uh, I see, you know, a way that you could, um, you know, uh, basically give this team some problems uh, by taking out some of their weapons, of course, which now have come to fruition. But, um, you know, when you look at it all, you have a chance to be the number two seed, and that certainly is something you would have probably signed up for early. It's not so much that. The big takeaway from this game, Rich, is the injuries, and they're just oh, no. striking. I mean, Bradley Chubb, now we find out, ACL, he's out for the year, and who knows how much next year. And uh, Tua is hurt. Uh, you know, and, and it's on the throwing arm, so, you know, that's a concern of mine. Jalen Water is out. Xavier Howard is now out. Uh, and, you know, Rich, I, I'm out. I'm the, you know, we don't know. We don't, we don't know for a fact they're keeping that kind of close to the vest, but I, I think there's a chance that you may not see Xavier Howard play another game in the Miami Dolphins uniform. I really think it's getting to that point. I mean, there's a good possibility, and I'm telling you, you know, I reached the hell out of me. Like, you knew when, when when Ramsey was out, when Apple had a play, what, what a liability that was. And they, like, made no attempt to upgrade that, you know? There had to be somebody out there that's better than this guy, you know? Yeah, he wasn't always the one getting burned. He had an awful day, too. I understand that. But, he, you know, he wasn't always the one getting burned on that right side. No, but he, when Ramsey was out, though, he was a liability. He was terrible. You know, between his half-ass tackling and getting beat all the time, I mean, he was pretty bad. He had, like, one good game for us, you know? Oh, oh for sure. I mean, I'm not defending Eli Apple. No, I'm saying, like, why did they ever address that, you know? So yeah. now we're in the, back, the same position we were in the beginning of the year, you know? Yeah, yeah, we could be. I mean, switch swapping, I guess, Jalen Ramsey for Xavier and Howard now. And uh, in our first, you know, on our second-round pick, supposed to be this great corner, right? We haven't seen this guy yet. Yeah. You know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's so many things to break down here, and, and uh, you know, it, 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 it's uh, it's concerning on so many levels. I, I want to first start off with, uh, you know, Mike McDaniel's been taking a lot of heat. He's been taking a lot of heat today um, uh, because of you know, obviously, uh, a lot of what went on on the field. But more importantly, he's been taking a lot of heat for the for Chubb. Bradley Chubb uh, yep. incident. Um, now, I know you're not a huge McDaniel fan. You know, I, I understand that. In this case, I'm going to defend him on this. And let me explain why I'm going to defend him on this. And I know a lot of people are on the other side of this. I don't know where you stand, Rich. But as far as Chubb being in that game, at the end of the game, you know, my, my feeling is this. I mean, there's three minutes to go in the game, right? Now, everybody's saying, well, he should have pulled Chubb. First of all, Vic Fangio, I think, is the guy that's in charge of that. 
if he wants to, to, to take that out. Now, I understand McDaniels the head. He can do that, and it's up to him. But, you know, Vic Fangio is running that defense. Now, if you take Bradley Chubb out, well, like, where do you stop, right? I mean, what if, I, what if Wilkins blows out his knee within three minutes? Should you have pulled him, too? How about Duke Riley, your starting linebacker, middle linebacker? Yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no easy answer to that. And, you know, look, it was a non-contact injury. We don't know. That thing could have been a time bomb. It could go to practice this week. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't know what the situation was under his knee. It doesn't mean like that, that couldn't have happened in the next game or a practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it could have been, it could have been ready to go at any point. You yeah. know, so you don't know. You know? I think that's I think what's of it. I mean, yeah, it does look good. Look, if it's your quarterback and he gets hit. Yes. Late, and I think that's you know, a that's different thing. Yeah. Yes. Like, I, I think he should have pulled Tua. I think he should have right. pulled Tua earlier. Yes. I mean, I think yes. the game was out of reach. So I can understand the quarterback. And I would get on him there because that's a different thing, right? I mean, the game was out of reach. And I think, I think running backs and receivers, too. Yes, key guys. You know? I can see that. Tyreek Hill, you know, a lot of if he's playing, maybe even a running back, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, Mostert or HN or somebody like yeah. that. You know, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, for, I've never really heard anybody talk about pulling defensive players at the end of the game. I've never heard of it. You know, it does happen. You know, they do pull them out when there's a blowout. But again, you can't change all 11 of them. So we're at right where he is. Now. Right. That's my thing. I mean, it's Bradley Chubb. He's a great player. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I mean, it's not like he is the end goal on the defense. You wouldn't even maybe say he's like the top player if everybody was healthy. So, like you said, like, where do you start and where do you end that? You know, I mean, there's a lot of really good players there. Um, and you're in, and you're on such a bad depth chart now with all the injuries. I, you know, I don't know where you, you would stop that to, to, to pull those guys yeah. is my point. So. I used to think about it, Pat. We have, like, look at the money we have wrapped up in Chubb and then, like, you know, yeah. the jail, the, like, you know, that aren't. Best two defensive rushers are coming off catastrophic injuries some of the next year. Yeah, well, Jalen Ramsey, you don't have money invested at all. So he, you don't really have money at all in him. But Chubb, you certainly do. And let me tell you, I'm sorry, I'm not talking about our other defensive end with the Achilles. You know? They get hurt against the Jets. Yeah, he doesn't, you don't really have anything. Jalen Phillips, you don't really have, he's nothing really invested money wise. He's, he's throwing a rookie contract. So, you know, it's not like you have a lot of money there. But I'm just saying, oh, absolutely. It, 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 you know, I, I said earlier during the year, I thought we had a chance to be the best. Actually, I think I said it last week, that we could be yeah. the best pass rush team in, in football. And that look how quickly that has changed. Oh, my God. Uh, and and you're mean, absolutely you're right. Square one. It's horrible. Yeah, you know? and to have to have two guys coming off injuries like this, uh, you know, they're different injuries, but they're still they're still catastrophic oh. injuries. And they're me, worse ones for that position. They can't get any worse. And let me go one step further. Agba, he his, he's that's coming to an end quick. If you could even get him on the field, I mean, he hasn't played in two and a half weeks, and uh, and he's getting a huge salary. So that's that's gone. They're going to dump that. Christian Wilkins, I'm not sure Christian Wilkins is going to be a Dolphin next year. I'm really not. I think that there's a, a 50-50 chance at best. He wants big money. It's a position that I know you don't like to spend big money on. I don't either. Um, so there's that. Xavier Howard, 
I think that's probably coming to an end. We'll see if uh, he's playing you know, Sunday and then if he's playing in the playoff game. Uh, you know, I mean, that's going to be determining factors there. Um, it's amazing how things have turned so quickly. Uh, you know, and, and, and you know, this is, this is a team in the last 20 years has not been in the playoffs, what, what, three times or something? And every time we're going, we're always going half cock. Every time. Every, every time. time. We never bring our team there, and we get blown out, and here we go again. Yeah. You know? And, and like, you know. And we're not even there yet, right? I mean, we're, oh, we got another game to play, and it's going to be a very physical game. So, um, yeah, we can't even say that we can, we have the damages set in stone yet. No. <sighs> no, it's, you get real ugly if you get real ugly, you know. Now let me let me um, let me go through a few scenarios here. I mean, I mean, listen, uh, you know, the Dolphins have won two and two in December, basically. So it's not like they went on a total collapse, but the Buffalo Bills have not lost. And yeah, I know, but look who they beat too. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, you squeak out one at at Los Angeles because of the Chargers. You squeaked out another one yesterday against the Patriots, which when it wasn't for Zappy, you're turning the ball over five times. Yeah, you but know, they, they, had, they, they had the toughest schedule. They had the toughest schedule for the for, for those games. games. And not those games, though, you know? Well, they had Kansas City and they had Dallas. Yeah, Kansas City played terribly. Dallas didn't show up that game. That you know, I, I just don't, I don't understand where you're going with that. Like, you don't learn your lesson. You've been saying this with this team. They were done. You were laughing at them. I mean, they had a lost game. Now you're going to say they had an easy schedule to it? But look, look at those two games they just squeaked out, dude. I mean, you really get impressed with that? With the Chargers and the, and the Patriots? So what is, your point, to this? what is your point to this now? Uh, uh, there's no point. I hope there's no point because I'm just waiting for it. What is your point with this? The team is the hottest team in football, and they're coming down to the playoffs now for a winner-take-all basically game. I mean, I don't know what your point is with that. You're saying they're not playing good football. What, are they a Super Bowl contender? Oh, of course they're a Super Bowl contender. Of course they are. Who can't they beat? you got to knock them out yourselves. you got to take care of business Sunday. Of course they're a Super Bowl contender. There's a good chance you might be playing them back-to-back. I mean, really, Rich, you're, you're, you're getting that cocky over the Buffalo Bills again? You got blown out. You got blown out when you played them at the height of the season. I mean, you, you couldn't have been any hotter. You're the best team in football when you went up to Buff Archer Park, and they blew you out of the water when you were healthy. Now you can say that that's a fluke, but it's not, and you know it's not. So now, I, like, I really, I thought you'd like be the other way around here because everything you said has come back in our face tenfold, and now you're trying to say that they still are like weak and they had a weak schedule and you're not afraid of them? I mean, I don't get that. I didn't say I wasn't afraid of them. I said they played two inferior teams that they almost blew. And then they were had a gift yesterday. But they really didn't. Because actually, if I remember correctly, you said write it down. Write it down. Is what you told everybody, all our listeners. You guaranteed a victory. You said write it down. New England will beat Buffalo and this is going to be over. And no. I didn't think Captain was going to throw four picks. I don't care what you thought. That's what you said. I don't care what you thought. You guaranteed it. Now, now, I, listen, I understand that the Joe Nunes and Mark Messier guarantee school might have been tough to get into, and 
I got to go to the Patrick Ewing therapy school. <laughs> no, but, you know, I mean, I, I would think that, you know, she's going to kind of learn a lesson and just maybe zip it a little bit. I mean, this team's going to come to play, Rich. I think the offense have to take care of business, and I think they still can take care of business. Are we, are we able to? Do we have enough? I hope so. Do we have enough bullets in the gun to do it? Yeah. I mean, they're pretty banged up, too. Like, they, they before all our injuries, they were, like, the most injured team. Milano and their defensive secondary was in shambles. So, they've learned to play yeah, without that. The difference is our, our backups suck. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know who does this roster, but our backups, it's like we go from, like, you know, all pro to, like, they should be in the USFL, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, my biggest my, my biggest concern, as silly as this says right now, uh, my biggest concern is Tua. Because I think that they're undermining that injury. And you know as well as I do, it's on his throwing left side. So yeah, even if this thing is yeah. sore, I mean, he had the worst game you could possibly have out in Baltimore. Yeah. It was as yeah, accurate yeah. as you could be with a healthy arm. So I mean, that's it, my biggest I mean, concern. Yeah, I mean, those, those, some of those screen passes were ridiculous. Yeah, he was yeah. off. He was off. He just was really off. All right, let me take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. When the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer, you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and The Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show, available now on iTunes. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani, former linebacker with the Miami Dolphins, and you're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Heartbeat. The sisters fell back and said, Don't that man look pretty? The crowd 
short top gritty It's so hard to be a saint in the city I was the king of the alley, mama I could talk some trash I was the prince of the paupers Crowned downtown at the beggar's bash I was a pimp's main prophet I kept everything cool Just a backstreet gambler with a love to lose. It's so hard to be a saint in the city show you got Totten Rich coming at you of course we have no Monday night football game professionally to take you to uh, obviously a couple college playoff games but that's neither here nor there um, and uh, you can catch us on uh, iTunes catch all our latest shows and send us uh, questions or comments Pacatello show at yahoo.com which Rich as you know we have been inundated by the Buffalo Bills Mafia for two weeks now overloading us and shutting us switchboards down and uh I understand there's a lot of that uh, sentiment, you know, coming out when you speak as you do. And and I understand how you feel. But the bowling alley is closed tonight. There's nothing else to do up there. <laughs> but, uh, they're in droves. They're coming. As a matter of fact, you said it. Uh, <laughs> that caravan probably started Sunday night down to Miami. We're lucky if we have more Dolphin fans than Buffalo Bills fans down there. It was the one uh, last time. I know. I know. You know, so there's a way they could be knocked in the playoffs if we beat them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely is. If you beat the Buffalo Bills, you know, they have a crapshoot in Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. You know, there's a yep. lot of lot of different scenarios. Um, and that's why I said, I mean, the Dolphins are still in good shape seed-wise, um, you know, but you have to be the team that's going to come to play. And you know what? In, in some ways, this is the way I feel about it. In some ways, I feel like it's Buffalo Bills' division, right? They took over from New England, and it's almost like you have to beat them to win it. I mean, you have to beat them. I mean, you had everything set up early, and you got blown out up there. And that would have been the defining moment. So it's like you're not going to win this division, finally, without beating the Buffalo Bills. And you may have to beat them twice in a row to get where you want to go. Well, I, I heard it right. If we, if we win to get the second seed, I'm sorry, if we lose the Buffalo, you know, Buffalo Kansas City, which is the division that we have to go to Kansas City. That's what I heard. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. That's what, that's why I opened the show. Yeah. You're, you lose to Buffalo, you're going to Kansas City. That's in stone. That's not up for the Wow. And if you do win this game, you're going to play either Buffalo, Pittsburgh, or Jacksonville at home. In that wild card game, but but that's you know that depends on how the dice roll on those games, and you know and let's not also make light of the, this inconsequential game that you said Mike White was going to start, and then everybody pulled is now the game of the year on Sunday night. We have to watch this on the spectacle stage because oh you know how good we are nationally. You know how we oh, shine on national they love showing up with that. Yeah, I know. You know, do I think they can beat them? Yeah, I, I think they can. Um, of 
course, I think they can. I mean, you have uh, an offense when it explodes that's very tough to beat. But it's also shown that um, when you take certain factors out, you know, it becomes uh, a little one-dimensional. And, you know... Oh, isn't it nice, though? Like, don't you love playing, like, the best team in the AFC without, without a running back that has 21 touchdowns? Without the second-best receiver you have? You know, and it keeps going down the list. Your backup center... I mean, it keeps going and going and going. I mean, how much can you take? Well, the backup center thing that you've known, that's in stone. So that's not a new thing. You waddle, uh, you know, you hope. But, I, you know, I said when it happened, those high ankle sprains, and I've seen it happen, they can linger. They're very painful. I'm hoping you're going to have him now, um, you know, because that's a big part of it. Most are, you know, I would think you're going to get him back. But a lot of these things we don't know. Um no. You know, we just don't know. Uh, you know, one other area I want to, like, uh, touch upon is, you know, when you say, like, all these guys that are out and it changes the uh, the offense, it, it does. It definitely does. But there's a lot of these guys have been holding their own. And I see a lot of, you know, uh, misreads and bad plays and stuff that have really been causing more of a problem than these guys that have been filling in on the line and stuff, you know? I mean, HN did have 100 yards, like I said, right? And there was times, I mean, of course, everybody's harping on Tyreek Hill dropping that touchdown, um, you know, and, and, and I don't know if you've been listening you know, basically saying he, he, he single-handedly lost the Chiefs game and now he drops this. Um, so, you know, I mean, there are times when, you know, it's, it's not just those backup guys that, you know, are involved. Now, when you lose 56-19, yeah, I understand that was a big momentum switch. I got that. But when you lose 56-19, I think it's more than one play. I really do. Yeah, I think, well, Claypool dropping the touchdown too was was horrible. I mean, Robert, you know, uh, chosen dropping that that first down pass to like hit him in the helmet. You know, that was terrible. I think the you know, biggest problem. Why, why is Craycraft not involved more? Like, like, yeah, you know, but you know, all we're doing is talking about the offense. We I know, the I defense that did we lost that game because that defense just couldn't stop well, anybody. Chubb got hurt in the last drive. He didn't sniff Lamar Jackson. Nobody did. Nobody did. Sooners, the only thing that He was sitting back there. It wasn't like he was like running around. He was sitting back there reading the field. He wasn't moving. He had, he had so much time. It was ridiculous. On some I mean, that's the reason we lost this game. We could go through all offensive things and, and drops and, and this and that. and Yeah, it didn't help. But, you know, you can't always count on that explosive offense. But when your defense is allowing 56 points and, and, and at a clip, at a clip, the same, the same wheel route five, six times. I mean, yeah. you know, and it, this is, you know, this is the Vic Fangio defense that was supposed to make a statement. And, uh, yeah, they made a statement. Well, their, their offensive line dominated us yesterday. Bad. Really bad. We didn't, like, we didn't sniff a pass rush yesterday. That's concerning to me because that's an area of the ball that we've been dominating. I mean, we talked last week. That we don't have a, if, you have, if we don't, you know, now look, they, you have the two best pass rush passers of the year. Yeah. Okay? So it ain't going to get better. And, and it, it exposes our secondary and it's not going to full strength now. Yeah. So it's a, no, it a, does. It won't do much. You know? Yeah. And let's be honest. Sound like our linebackers are the best cover guy.
right about that. Now, we played the Dallas Cowboys the week before, who I regard as having maybe the best offensive line in football, and they dominated them. So it's not like they've been having, you know, they, they dominated them. And that's why this is so alarming and concerning that the Baltimore Ravens were so much more physical than us. And, you know, I don't know what your take is on that, but, uh, I mean, it went in the complete oh, offensive line I saw all year, that's for sure, you know. Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, we, we didn't get anywhere with them, you know. I agree, hands down, the best one we've seen all year. And they lost a guy, and they bring a 370-pound backup in. How are you going to move that? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, that's a physical area. Uh, it's a physical team, and that's the one thing that you know, I was been been concerned with. The last three, you know who's been invisible the last three weeks on defense? Dan Keith. It's done nothing. Yeah, I don't know what you attribute that to. I don't know. Because he's invisible. Zach Steeler has had uh, really big moments. Yep. And uh, I don't know what you attribute to Van Ginkle thing other than I think uh, with Baker going down and Duke Riley thrown in a different role now, um, you know, obviously some things maybe changed there for him. Um, but yeah, he seems like he, the last three weeks, has not been uh, the dominant player that we know he can be. Um, yep. So. That's certainly a concern as well. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think when you look at everything, I think you have to go one game at a time. And, and basically, I can't emphasize the importance of this Buffalo Bills game. I think it's the most important game of Mike McDaniel's career. You know, uh, you really can't lose this. I said all year. And the reason why I'm so hard on this team is because this is not the normal team. I'm sick of backing in for 40 years to try to just, you know, this was a team that really, I felt, could have done something special. There was a time this year where I thought they were the best team in the NFL. And, you know, uh, I mean, you see how quickly that can change, um, you know, the number-wise, you know, the yards and everything you know, are great and all. I mean, but, you know, what does it basically mean if you can't win meaningful games and do it against really good teams? I mean, the nod has been on the Miami Dolphins is what? All year. What's it been, Rich? You can't beat a good team, right? Yeah. Or and, and they did nothing. They did nothing to, to, to dismiss that. that. Yeah. No. In fact, they kind of... No. They confirmed it, is what they did. Now, you could say they beat the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are a completely different team, home and road. They have not won a game all year on the road. So, yeah, they're a good football team. I'll give you that was a nice win. But in all honesty, they have not beaten a team all year. They, they have to beat the Buffalo Bills. You have to salvage this season. You have to win this division. You have to get some kind of an, some kind of a jewel on the crown of this season. This was a team that had the potential to do something really, really special. And now they're in a, they find themselves in a completely different predicament. You have got to beat this team from Buffalo. And at the very least, get yourself an AFC East division title for the first time since, what, 2008? Hey, Am I right? Three years, 
Okay, you want to hear this one? We're at three and a half point dog at home. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because, uh, uh, you know, unlike you, this Buffalo team has been playing really, really well, and the injuries are just, you know, and the, and the, and the momentum. But you, you have to take care of business, right? Don't you say that? You have to? I, I think so. I, would I bet on them? I would. No, I, you know? No, I mean, we, we've seen this movie so many times before, you know? Yeah. All right, let's take a last break. We'll come on back. We'll wrap it up right after this. Hi, this is Gary Apremian of the undefeated Miami Dolphins 1972 team. I always listen to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello. Looking in, 
I could see you're getting two of them. I don't think you're getting uh, Howard. I don't, I don't think, think you so. are. Um, you know, Waddle, you would hope that the, you might get that. And, and Tua has been talking like he's okay. But, you know, um, so, you know, maybe I think you're right on that. And, you know, if you get that going and you get that offense going strong, it makes up for a lot of the, uh, the defensive issues that you probably can have, you know. Um, so uh, what do you think of HN? Yeah, I think that he had his best game since he's had the injury yesterday. No, I, I think I saw some of the explosiveness back. Yeah, you know? so, so you see in that progression like we talked about yeah. last week. You, know, you, think the uh, you think you're going to sign your pull back? Um, no, they, uh, they, they, I think Ingram will be the guy that's, that's going to take a bigger role now in this whole thing. No, I, I think the Pierre Paul thing's done. And I'm hoping that uh, Agba is going to be healthy. And I don't know exactly what's wrong with him. I know he got hurt a couple weeks ago at the end of that game. And then uh, we really haven't seen him since. Haven't seen him since, and then other guys were stepping up. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's that's where I think you got to turn. No, I don't think there's any shot Pierre Paul is back in this mix. But I'm hoping that Agba is because I think that that's a big part. And Agba and Ingram, I would think, are the two guys that are going to have to pick up the slack here. Yeah. And then uh, secondary wise. Uh, you know, I, there's, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right, but this is the, this is the hand you dealt, and whether you chose to, to take those cards, which you did, but this is the hand, right? There's really yeah, no... I, yeah, I, I, I still don't understand why anybody that looked at Eli Apple over his career and thought it was a good idea to bring him in, even as a backup. I, I just don't understand that whole move. Yeah, I wasn't really, I wasn't, I wasn't really uh, sure why Cincinnati Bengals. Took him in that yeah. Super Bowl year. Yeah, I know. There, there's certain guys that just seem to always. Yeah, yeah and, and it's like amazing. And then there's other guys that have so much talent, and you can't understand why they can't find a roster spot. Very strange. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. You know, that, like, it, I, you think you would learn your lesson after the first stick with him at the beginning of the year? Like, you know, he just goes back to the bench, and now he's like back in the starting role now. For the foreseeable future, and you know, you didn't make any decisions. And, you, you know, Elliot Elliot had a real rough game too. I, I would put him over the Eli Apple problems. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was the one that really seemed to be getting exposed and burned left and right when uh, when Xavier Howard was out of there. You know, I mean, it wasn't pretty all around the board. It's just plenty of blame to throw all over. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, that's. Kinda. I mean, guys were like wide open, standing there waiting for the ball. It wasn't even like he was hitting them on the run. They were just like they're just standing there waiting for it. It was insane, you know. Yeah. No, it was it was rough. And you know, this, we we talked about the MVP thing. That's another thing. Um, uh, you know, this was this was the showing of the MVPs, and boy, our guys just didn't show up. I mean, Lamar Jackson basically brought the his second trophy home yesterday, and. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it, it just seems like uh, every aspect of of this game, and of course, Rich, what was this game again? The featured game of the week. Oh yeah, of course. Knocked into the, you know, knocked into yeah. the spot with the entire nation watching every time. Yeah. 
you know, and that's that's a factor that certainly concerns me. I mean, we could talk to her blue in the face, um, but you know, me and you have been around the block. We've been around the block more than one time, so we've oh, seen this. You know, look, this is my problem I have with the coach. You know, the act is really cute, but when you lose games like this, it ain't that cute. You know, there you go. You know, well, you kind of taking my you'll lose this and this and that. You know what I mean? It's just like whatever, but like you know. Well, that's what I've always said. You know, I mean, that's yeah, the, and, that's and then the other part, you know, the other the other part about you know about him is you know, you know, his decisions like he didn't come back to Hornets yesterday because we were getting blown out, but there was no reason to go for two at that point. That was a big mistake. I go for two there was a terrible job, and you know what? Not to harp on it, you know, it's, I can do criticism when it's too. And I've always said the act, you know, when it starts yeah. turning goes rough, you know, that's not going to last. But you know, talking about the two points there, how about the field goal the week before in Dallas that caused you? Yeah, you know, those kind of things she's got to correct. He's got to correct that right now and stop with the nonsensical moves. Take the points when you're scraping yeah, you the points. Every time he like faces like a like a like a big coach, he seems to fold. You ever notice that, Tim? Well, he certainly has uh, been out coached and outstaged on the big stage this year. Yes, I have noticed it. And yep. you hope that you know it's just a uh, trial and error, and you're gonna. You know, he's going to get better. Uh, but yes, of course, I've noticed it because the whole team has basically faltered on every big stage that they've been on. So this is no different. You know, this is no different. Um, they had, a, you know, uh, another opportunity and, uh, and laid an egg doing it. So we'll see. But that being said... You know, we have a huge task at hand on Sunday that could change the entire trajectory of this season and will change the way that we look at this season. And, uh, you know, I know we both have apprehensions. You know, here's my problem. Here's my problem. This, this is why I'm not a dumpster. Like, right? say, say you win this, right? And then you win the Patsy first round, right? You really think we could beat the next round of, like, these teams? You know? Listen, you know, you got to run play Baltimore again, something's going to change. Listen, Rich, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I think okay. that the entire complexity of this season and the injuries have changed now. But I, I think you have to overlook that right now. And what yeah. you have to focus on is, like I said earlier, you need to salvage the season, you need to win the AFC East division, and you need to get the number two seed. And if yeah. this doesn't turn out to be, you know, the – absolute diamond in the season that, you know, looked like it once was, that should be, you know, enough of a salvage for a fantastic year to keep building. But it's the other end of the coin, the other side that scares the crap out of me right now. And, uh, and yeah, you know what? Not 100%, but you got enough weapons. And, you know, listen, you got Tyree Kill. You got to make this thing happen. Because otherwise, Rich, what, what are the two 1,700-yard seasons? What, so what? What is that? Something nice to show on the clip when you when, yeah. when you sit next to Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey when he gets inducted? Yeah, I mean, yeah. really, right? I mean, you know. Yeah. So, all right, we'll see how this turns out. That's
that's our show for the evening, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next Monday. And hopefully uh, we will have some celebrating to do. But uh, we're a long way off from that. And it's going to be uh, certainly, uh, I know we're all going to be on the edge of our seats. So we'll see how it goes. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two wheeler, I was tired of my own voice. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power off. 